We'll take our text tonight from Genesis 45, verse 3. Genesis chapter 45, verse 3. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, does my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. You know, I was reading through this verse, um, in this account here, everybody know and familiar uh, with it. Um, but a lot of time when I read through this or when we read through this as a family, I really never stop at this part to think of um, when Joseph revealed himself to his brothers. You know, uh, you know, I want to imagine the look in their face or the fear in their heart and eyes and the trembles um, I would be if, you know, I did that to my brothers, you know, or, or sisters, um, all the thing that they done to him. And of course, he tested them and to see if they were the same as they, as they was before. And, you know, um, it, it would have been a scary thought. Of course, you know, most of us today, you know, as I mentioned before, never been sold to slavery, but I'm sure we've been, uh, maybe, uh, our trust has been broken or sold off to others. Uh, our promises, you know, broken by family, friends, and such. As I was reading in this text, you know, it's just um, the question I want to present tonight is, what do you expect when you come to church? What do you expect when you come into the presence of God you know, tonight? No, Brother Dave, I mean, you heard a lot about expectation, come expecting a lot the last couple of weeks. And Brother Dave didn't send a memo out for all of us to preach about you know, expectation or come expecting, stuff like that. The Lord just you know, lay it on our heart and my heart, you know, because we do have to come expecting, you know. Are you coming toward the lighthouse? You know, are you sailing toward that lighthouse that Jesus Christ is the light? of this world, the light for us. You know, when um, in the world, it, it's a little bit different when and the expectation of the world and the expectation when you come to worship God and when you come to the house of the Lord. You know, um, when I was studying this and praying about this, it, it came to mind, I remember, uh, not a story, uh, a life experience about my parents' expectation. Uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned this or told this story before, uh, I remember after we were running for a while and trying to get to safety, we were trying to get to Thailand where there's embassy or U.S. embassy or a safety or refugee camps. Uh, I don't know how long we have traveled, run through the jungle, hide and, you know, sneak and try to survive. When we finally came to, um, I think it was close to the Thailand border and there's thousands of people, you know, just lining up or just camping all the way as, as a little boy can see that to the left and all the way to the right. A lot of people, we were there for maybe probably a week, if I remember correctly, not too long. And, you know, everybody was in tents or not fancy tents they have around here, uh, you know, in Portland, stuff like that, just two blanket over a post and to, to stay away from the rain. But uh, I remember, you know, people selling food, you know, Thai people come selling food and giving food and stuff like that. And then one day, you see, I saw, we saw a lot of bus, a lot of yellow bus 
first time, you know, seen a bus, uh, lots of them, you know, again, I wasn't allowed to go anywhere, you know, so I don't get lost or get carried away or left behind. You know, as far as I can see that way, the buses and far as can, we all got on the bus and we were, I, I believe, you know, everybody expected and hoping, you know, when we got on the bus, uh, to get to somewhere safe or to get to, you know, a camp or safety so we can, uh, you know, find new home or whatever. So we got on the bus, everybody got on the bus, and as you get on the bus, as the bus starts to drive, um, you know, one way, uh, toward the right, if I remember, if I look this way, but anyway, I don't know if it's east or west, but, uh, you know, people were just giving food, or uh, I'm sure they were selling food over the window, you got food, and that was one of the better times that I remember, you get a lot of food, some sweets and stuff like that to eat, and everybody was happy and joy. So I'm sure they were driving for a couple hours, and I fell asleep right away after 10 minutes. Yeah, I get sick easily. The first time I realized I, I get sick in the bus easily, or any car if I'm not driving. So so we drove, I'm sure like two, three hours later, they, they told us all to get off. Uh, and everybody got off, and everybody excited. And I think uh, to... Uh, some confusion a lot of people said you know what are we doing here it wasn't it's kind of still in the middle of jungle and it was probably closer to the border of cambodia still and everybody got off they got off the bus so and then all then they noticed this soldier on you know this side and we were all on this side of the bus and they uh they they start shooting up in the air they said they said bye bye it's mean go go in thai so they tell us that Go back up, you know, this mountain here, back to where you come from. So again, uh, they didn't have any choice; they had to go. So uh, and so that was, I'm sure, one of the greatest, you know, greater disappointment for my parents when they come as a young person. That yeah, I didn't know any better. I just do what they were uh, told. And uh, so again, expectation from the world or from from men is different from what. Uh, God expectation is if you come expecting from God, He is faithful uh, to deliver. So um, again, tonight, are you coming expecting? Now, uh, one other uh, little funny story I told when uh, when I start preaching after the first year, one of the minister uh, was telling me, he said, you know, um, after you preach for a while, a lot of time, uh, sometimes you hear people say, "Man, is he preaching again? Didn't he preach this year already?" Um, uh, you know, everybody has a, a favorite minister they want to listen to. Uh, everybody have a less favorite minister that they want to listen to, right? But, you know, I, as I was growing up, or just only a, a few years ago when I moved to Portland, because uh, when I was in Tacoma, yeah, I, I, did, I thought the same thing. I never said it out loud. I said, oh, man, is he preaching again already? But uh, <laughs> that message. But you know what? I learned, God taught me, I realized that as you grow in Christ, yeah, it doesn't matter what the minister preach or what we say up here and stuff like that. If you come expecting, if you come to learn and what God has for you, you will learn something. God will bless you something. God will lead you to grow closer to Him. But if you coming, and like some of you, if you fall asleep already, yeah, that's what you're going to get, you know. Um, it, if you just gonna say ignore, if you come not expecting anything, you most likely not gonna get anything. And I even hear ministers say it too. I mean, a lot of time, people come up, tell them, said, you know, they uh, uh, 
that they said, oh, thank you for that message. That really touched my heart. And it wasn't even the topic or the, you know, the, the sermon that the minister was talking about. Again, God work in mighty way if you come expecting to learn, to grow closer to him, to be blessed. But if you come to, you know, a good quiet place to take a nap, it's a great place too. I've been there too, you know, when I was young. But again, but, and then also learn, you know, realize that too. Matthew twenty four thirty five says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. It's true. If you come expecting, if you come to learn something, if you come that God will bless you, and draw you closer to him, he will do that. But if you come here and just a daydream, you know, have a good daydream about whatever you're daydreaming about. You know, Isaiah 55:11. So shall my words be that go forth out of my mouth; it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where to I sent it. Again, right there, that's a promise. God's word will go forth, and it will do what God willed it to do. But we have to do our part. We have to open up our heart and our soul to listen what God has in store for us when we come to church or when we come to the presence of God. You know, again, a lot of time we come, we receive what we don't expect, but uh, a lot of time we also uh, don't expect what we receive. So... Now, here are some things that we can expect when we come to worship him or when we come to church. His presence, his peace, his protection, his promises, his power, his provision. Those are some, just some of the things that we can expect when we come to his house. Okay. So his presence. I mean, even just from the beginning to end, from the, the, the prelude to the, the last special, if if you listen, if you open up your heart, you can feel God's presence in here tonight. You know, Proverb eight seventeen. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Again, and then Matthew eighteen twenty. All of you are familiar, all of us are familiar with this. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Now, a lot of time too, we use an excuse when it's a rainy day, snowy day, or cold day or ace and pain you don't want to come out and say well there's two or three of us here we can just listen online you know if you're around here if you if you can get out come to church like a if you were here tuesday like brother larry mentioned there there's a there's a different spirit there's a different power when you come together to worship and pray together together here so his presence so peace I mentioned peace before, and Psalm 29:11, the Lord will give strength unto His people, and the Lord will bless His people with peace. John 14:27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Have peace, like you heard Natalie testify tonight. You know, in the last couple of years. There is a lot of uh, apprehension, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. But God can take all that away if you allow him, if you give it to him. God can give you peace. God can give you strength to overcome all these fear and anxiety. But you have to give it to him. You have to, to allow him to work it. Now, if you just say, oh, Lord, help me to overcome this fear and stuff like that, but then you're just holding on to that rain, 
It's not going to be let go. You, know, you have to let go. Let go and let God do His work. Let go and let God, let His power dwell in you. You can overcome anything through Christ Jesus because He promises that. You know. But if you try to rely on your own strength, you're going to do that for a long time. I know I've been there too. So a lot of time, you know, what uh, I realized too, uh, uh, this week when I was praying, is that, you know, a lot of these sermons that come at the Lord provide for me, it's almost like the, to preach to myself, uh, to me, for God's trying to teach me, to learn me, uh, again, to help grow closer to Him and uh, to rely more and more on Him. So again, so we can expect His present peace and protection. Psalm 5, uh, Psalms 511, but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them and let them also love thy name and be joyful in thee. Again, he defend us. He protect us. Second Thessalonians 3, 3, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Again, it's right there. There's another promise. He is faithful to keep us from evil. Again, we have to trust in him. We have to allow him to do that in our lives. And again, promises. I mentioned several of them already. First John 2.25 And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. Galatians 4.28 Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. Yeah, I was looking up a long time ago. There's over 3,000, and some counted close to 7,000 promises in the Bible. And I just mentioned earlier already some of them. There's a lot of promises. And we, and God said we can hold him to those promises. And again, and the next one, when we come to God's house, when we come to his presence, uh, to, to seek him, we can expect power. And this, it's what our church believe in, and it's what uh, one of our um, you know, doctrines, Act one eight. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. That power can be yours. It's a promise. It's a given. It's up to you. And then uh, the last one of the last one, there's many more provision. You know, I love this uh, verse when I, I read this one, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an unexpected, to give you an expected end. Look, God has a plan for all of us. Not just me, not just all the minister, not just all, you know, we're all minister. If you come to know Christ, if you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, he has a plan for us. And that plan, the ultimate plan, is to be with him in heaven forever in eternity. You know, so if we come expecting from God, he will bless, he will guide, he will encourage. I mean, tonight, what do you expect from God? Do you expect healing? Not just physical healing or emotional healing or mental healing. What about broken lives, broken relationship? Like I said, you have to give it to God, but you have to do your part too. If there's broken relationship, you have to reconcile. 
you have to communicate. God will give you strength to go and reconcile with that whatever broken relationship or whatever hurt that is done. I know. I've done that, been there too. It's hard because of pride. You don't want to be the first one to come and say, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that, or I didn't mean to say that. But you have to. If you're saved, if you're a Christian, you have to reconcile. You have to mend those broken relationships. If you have one, if you know you have one, you can't just let it linger because that's going to drag you down. You you are not meant to carry that burden with you. Jesus wants to heal that from you. Again, do you expect his promise to be true? And you heard already, do you expect to be revived? You know, I heard a long time ago, one of the sermon when I moved to Portland, I can't remember if it's a preaching during the camp meeting, special meeting, or regular meeting, uh, somebody was pe- preaching about revival. You know, revival start with you. If you want a big revival, start with you. You know, so the the uh, scenario, the analogy that the, the minister used was, you know, draw a big circle, stand, stand in it. It start with the person in that circle, not everybody else out there. It start with you. If you want revival, you start that. Stir up. Seek God. See what can do for you. You know, don't pray about that other person and see if he need to, you know, revive or he need to walk better, closer to God. No, you need to come and walk closer to God. You need to be one with God and draw closer to God. So, um, you know, let me close with this. When we first, when I first came to Sunday school, um, my parents expect us to, to learn English, to learn about the culture, to get acculturated into uh, the culture and America, how it works, you know. But that's what they expect from us, and that's what we expect, to learn English better. You know, I'm still doing it, like I said before. I'm still trying. Sometimes my kids make fun of me uh, still. uh, But you know what? We came expecting just to learn that, but we received something more. You know, we... uh, receive the truth in the gospel. We came to know the knowledge of Jesus Christ, who Christ was, instead of serving and worshiping and praying to false God. Uh, we receive a new, I receive a new life in Christ. And I was no longer bound to sin. I was no um, longer uh, walking the way of the world. I was no longer living a lie. I was no longer living towards hell. I was no no longer walking towards hell, but I was walking toward that lighthouse. You know, I was walking toward Jesus Christ. I have a hope in heaven now. I know that I could be in heaven with Jesus Christ forever. So I came, you know, to church, to Sunday school, expecting one thing, but I receive eternal salvation. So tonight. When you come to church tonight, what do you expect? You just come expecting just to be here, be done, and just go home, fellowship. It's great. Yeah, I love that. Sometimes, you know, I hide in a corner, still afraid of talking. But do you come expecting greatness from God? Do you expect, come expecting God can do great thing in your life and in our church and in our community? You know, if not, come expecting. And if you're not saved, you can be saved. God can save you. But you have to open up to him and give your life to him. So, what do you expect? Don't expect the bare minimum. Expect 
the greatest possible outcome available that God can provide. As be saved or deeper experiences or the revival coming up. Don't wait till next week or Monday to come start praying. You know, start now. Start tonight. Come do it. So there's no other time. Come expect great things from God and He will bless. So the song for invitation is 496.